independence and freedom are often mistaken to be the same thing. I think they're two different things. Independence is your ability to chase a dream, to do what you want, as long as you pay the right fees, follow the right rules, follow the right guidelines, allow yourself to have oversight. Freedom is the ability to walk out the door, wake up in the morning, and do what you want, when you want, how you want to. That's what this show is about. We're going to be talking about what we want to talk about, how we want to fucking talk about it. I'm going to bring you the truth. I'm going to bring you facts. I'm going to bring you data. Some of it may rub you the wrong way. Some of it may be something you don't even want to hear about. But you can best believe I'm going to tell you the fucking truth about it. I'm going to tell you like it is. This is your host, Christopher Scott Rudder. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Effing Binge? I've got Serenity Stone back with me this week. We've got a lot of things that we're going to cover, so let's go ahead and kick off into everything. Three, two, one. I am not a rocket ship.
not exactly the beginning of what you would think a normal news and political show situation might be. However, THC, Texas Hippie Coalition, the first time I saw them, have you seen them play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen them at least two or three times. Man, I'm telling you, fucking, I got to fucking party backstage with Bo whenever he played with uh, Hell Yeah at the Texas Musical Festival. And uh, we went to Vinny's Playhouse. And uh, I'm telling you, man, those guys are fucking strong as fuck. And they've been around for a while. They're very underground. Not a whole lot of people know about them. But uh, I'd like to see any of the Texas music groups be able to get some love. And in case anybody doesn't know, if you haven't listened to the show before, people who have listened to the show, I'm heavily influenced by the Texas music scene and uh, a a Texas way of thinking, as a matter of fact, whenever it comes to things that, uh, you know, I'm going to say what I want, when I want, the fucking way I want to. And this band really matches up to it. And uh, I, I just really fucking love seeing them play. And every time they come out with something new, it's really exciting and really cool to me at, at the very least. There's some people who don't uh, dig on them as much as I do, but I don't give a fuck, man. I think they're fucking cool. Hell yeah. They played a 420 show in Colorado. Oh, they I did mean, play 420 there. That's awesome. Yeah, that show, definitely one of my top 10. Uh, so, uh, was that with Hell Yeah? Who all was there? Um, I think they headlined it. And there was a few, yeah, there's a few other bands that were there, but I just remember one was kind of like reggae-ish, and then the first one was a local act, and I don't remember the names of them. I'm sure I have a flyer or ticket stub somewhere in my house, but... I'll find that later. No, it was it was an amazing <laughs> show. They they're like high energy. We're even whatever you see this head. fucking, you know, Bo is he's like six foot five, three hundred and eighty fucking pounds with a longhorn and Texas tattooed on on both of his arms, and he's up there and he has this crazy mic stand that he fucking plays with. And uh their guitarist uh he really does a very good job of playing. Oh, he's not an impersonator or copycatting dime bag. He does a really good job of playing homage to the style. Yep. And um, I just really fucking dig them as an act. And, and every song they play is uh, just a fucking powerhouse fucking song. And, and of course, a strip club classic pretty much <laughs> everywhere that you go they're they're played every night someplace in the fucking, you know, northern for in, in the 48 states here. Uh, any place a strip club is, they're, they're being played. And if you're part of the biker scene or uh, uh, any of the uh, underground, we don't give a fuck kind of guys, uh, you know who they are. And I, I just love them to death, man. That fucking everything they've done has been really fucking kick ass to me. So Serenity. Yes. We have had a really interesting week happen. And before we start playing the clips of this, just so everybody knows, uh, this week uh, I'm not playing anything from InfoWars or Alex Jones. I do have a couple of things that they do want us to play on the next show. Uh, But this week we're going to be paying attention to a very particular clip that came out this past Tuesday 
from The Hill. And The Hill is a very interesting show. It um, leans central. Uh, they play to the right, but they also sometimes play to the left. They're, they're one of the few news organizations that does really try to play it down the middle. And, they're considered uh, bipartisan for sure. Yeah, yeah, they they do they do definitely placate to the right, but they also will play things whenever the left is right. They play it. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, if it is true and it's happening on the hill, they're supposed to report on it. Yeah, and that's one of the very interesting things. Whenever we were talking about this this past week, I was like, you know, one of the crazy things is is whenever you see. At first, first glance, whenever you hear their video play or, or whatever, it, it sounds like they're really trying to not play to the right while they're reporting things that have come to the left or vice versa. If it's something that they're playing to the left, they don't want to seem like they're playing to the right with, but they are very right-centric. And that's one of the things that we avoid here on our show is that we don't want to take sides we just want to tell the truth and we want to tell everybody like it is. And this is one of the very few clips that has come out this week. And the very interesting thing since Tuesday, whenever the GOP oversight committee releases these emails from Fauci and from the world health organization and from the world economic, the WEF, uh, uh, the world Econ economic foundation uh, uh, where they're breaking some very controversial news this past week that other than this show and Tucker Carlson, everybody has completely avoided. And for the past year and a half, what they're about to report, we're going to play clips of this and we're going to break into each one of the clips and we're going to talk about what we have discussed in the past and what we think about this as far as how it actually relates to uh, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, all of these different organizations or variations of political left and right. Um, one of the one of the things about it is that um, they really don't know what to say <laughs> because for the past year and a half, everything you're getting ready to hear has been considered conspiracy theory. And these are things that I myself have personally have been, and Serenity, this is something that I know you've experienced the past couple of weeks, seeing it firsthand whenever I've been talking about it for months, that whenever um, you talk about these things, and if it's considered conspiracy theory, you get deplatformed. Okay. And if you share it amongst Facebook groups or Twitter groups, it gets uh, blacked out, basically. And um, it's something that I've been fighting against for, you know, the past six, seven, eight months, whenever we changed the format of the show. And uh, uh, whenever I talked about being put in Facebook jail or deplatform off of Twitter or taken off of Instagram, whenever I post any of these expert excerpts, one of the crazy things is I don't even have to put a description of what I'm about to talk about on the show. I can just share the link and I can be taken off at any given moment. It happens to me within a matter of just a couple of hours. 
and Serenity, we were talking before the show, whenever you were sharing some of the links from the past couple of episodes, this is happen- happening to you in a matter of a few hours, right? Yeah, the first one stayed up for like almost 12 hours, and the second one was less than two hours for sure. And it was misinformation. It was taken down, and when I when I then protested it and said, why the fuck are you doing this? They came back and said, it's misinformation. And the funny thing is, is the admins of these groups, I've talked to many of them, and I know that you have talked to a couple yourself. Mm -hmm. They're not the ones who are tagging it that way, right? No. And the one of the groups that I actually got kicked from a conspiracy group about COVID-19 And the admin was a friend of mine and I asked him why he kicked me and it wasn't him. It was actually Facebook. Facebook kicked me from a conspiracy COVID-19 group for sharing a video, our video, our last show. Yeah. (laughs) And in the end, they can't get me back on there. They don't know how to do it. Like, Right. They, can't, they can't bring you through as a share from another friend or another member of the group. You're just completely blackballed now. Yep. And, and the crazy thing is, is we're not talking about, we're not just talking about fact. We're talking about also opinion based on facts. And because of those facts and opinions, you're completely white. But don't I have freedom of speech? Isn't there a constitution to give uh, there, us the there right? Is something uh, called, uh, you know, um, you know, what, what is it? The number two constitution is the ability to bear arms, and the number one is freedom of speech. I believe, right? I, I think it's it's either the first or the second amendment. But yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> <One of those>, man? <laughs> No, our First Amendment right is freedom of speech and religion and race, color, creed. I mean, all the things that we think that we're allowed to live by, yet they're taking those things away. And and it's it's really weird how it's done in such a veiled or veiled way that you post something, you go to bed, you're like, okay, you know, if if you're someone like me and, and you spend a couple hours putting together some thoughts, and you're like, okay, so how can I put this, put this together in two or three paragraphs where people can understand what it is I'm trying to say? I'm not voicing my opinion. I'm just repeating what the facts are, what has exactly been said before and what's being said now. And based on before and now, here's the variation. And isn't that weird? And then all of a sudden, because of that, you get pulled down. Pulled down. I mean, like, yanked. Completely. And it, it's gotten to the point now, with myself personally, on, on my own account, um, that with Facebook, I, I no longer post anything directly from my personal page, which is Christopher Scott Rudder uh, at Facebook. Uh, you yeah. can plug that in, and you can pull up everything that you can see ever since I joined Facebook, like, 15 years ago. See memories of um, uh, my entire life, everything that has gone on, and then it gets pulled completely where you can't even access it. And after the past couple shows, I'm like, okay, we're getting into a very dangerous area where yeah. if I 
I can't figure out some way to be able to pull all of the history and everything off of Facebook, anniversaries, birthdays with, uh, you know, my wife who passed away, my daughter, all of this stuff. Like if I can't figure out a way to be able to pull all of this off, it's all going to be lost forever because I'm just repeating facts. True. And then also, and, and then whenever you go to another social media outlet like Twitter, and all you have to do is just put up a link, and then you get blackballed. But people from like the UK and Australia, they're able to rail against you because you're an anti-vaxxer and you should go to fucking hell and you should go to fucking jail. I've had all of these threats. People are able to threaten me personally. If I could find you on the street, I would fucking kill you. I had somebody at Twitter called White, uh, um, the bearded zombie, threatened to, if he ever saw me personally, he'd fucking kill me for posting the fact that your hospitals are funded by the CDC, the WHO, and the UN. And for every positive test, for every group, whether it's the CVS or Walgreens in your local neighborhood or whatever their cousin is in Europe, they're funded $219 per test. And then if it's positive, they get another $119 on the back end. And but, you know, they're state- free. it's free COVID testing, you know? Yeah, it's all free COVID testing. And because we don't have enough access to PCR testing, we have no idea of how bad the disease is. And I was like, dude, first of all, here's the problem. Everybody who's using PCR tests, they're running it at cycles of like 40 or 45 RPMs. Whenever the CDC first initially said you should only run it at 30, everybody ramped it up to make sure they could pick up any and all viral load you've been, ex- been exposed to. Right. So there, that's the reason we've had so many millions of these false positives or these positive tests where people are, quote, unquote, asymptomatic. And I was like, people are being funded to do that. It's a money make. It's a money grab for everybody who's involved in it. And I had somebody threaten me. They'd kill me in the street if they saw me. But that person is still on Twitter. And I got I got blackballed off of it for two weeks. I had to recover my my account my account. I had to show source material of what I was quoting. I had to send multiple emails to be able to get my account back up and running. Yep. And all and while that, signing a little agreement stating that you're going to follow all their rules and policies, even though that there is no rules and policies except for whatever they de- deem okay or not okay. Right. And in the meantime, somebody can threaten to kill you if they see you in the street and nothing gets done with them. Like, you're actually threatening me with harm. And motherfucker, I promise you, if you saw me in the street, you wouldn't think that way. Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Big old tank comes at him. He's going to be a little fucking mouse. (laughs) You're running your mouth a whole lot for a little motherfucker uh, typing on a keyboard. But still. You know, um, whenever, whenever you're dealing with that and you're dealing with somebody and I'm, I filed for my press credentials and everything 
because I want to be able to go to city and town hall and county uh, board meetings as a member of the press. I filed for all of that. It's all actually coming back to me. So oh, nice. I'm going to have these credentials here by February. Okay, so you motherfuckers might as well watch out because I'm right? coming in really strong. I promise you. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and he might or might not be wearing a mask. You just wait and I find out. And, uh, you know, so you've got all this stuff going on and you're talking about freedom of press. You're talking about the rights to to do this or do this. You have all of the right in the world to wear a mask if you feel that you need to wear a mask. As a matter of fact, if you feel like you need to wear an M95 and a cloth mask behind it, go right the fuck ahead. I'm never going to make fun of you. Okay, in the back of my mind, I'm gonna think that's kind of overkill, and you don't even know what you're doing. You're just—is your doing... oxygen level below 88 right now because of those masks? Yeah, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, whether you've been double vaccinated or triple vaccinated, or like what they're doing in Israel and Australia, your fourth vaccination is what they consider to be fully vaccinated. Yeah. Okay, if, if that's what you want to do. If that's what makes you feel okay with everything, if you're that scared to go out and do what you need to do, or you're complying with what your government is doing, you know, like in Canada and in Australia and in Austria and France and and Italy. Italy, yeah. I shared some videos with you earlier this week showing between those five countries, literally over a million protesters protesting the mandates but did you see that on your local news no and i even tuned into like nbc world news tonight hoping to kind of see that and of course i did not and that's why you had to send me the videos which were fucking insane i mean like they're not protesting it's not a bunch of anti-vaxxers no. Yeah, it's people, people that might not have vaccine, but they're pro. The yeah, they're protesting the the mandates that are being put on to them. So right. the the fact of the matter is, is I think that our government doesn't want to tell us about protests because maybe we'll get it in our heads to protest. Or the other reason they might not be reporting on it is because they don't want to say like. Okay, it's not anti-vaxxers. It's just the majority of people don't want to be told what they have to do and when they have to do it by the government. I mean, especially whenever there's evidence to the contrary. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, whenever there's so much evidence to the contrary, to anyone who wants to take 15 minutes and dive into the opposing view, okay, you want to be vaccinated. Okay, cool. Get vaccinated, but look into the opposing view. Go on DuckDuckGo and pull up why people aren't getting vaccinated. And you will see no less, right now I'm doing it on DuckDuckGo, why not to get vaccinated. And I am seeing 799,000 world reports. Oh, I, I believe it. And actually, one of the ones that I was, 
I, I'm going to do this. So I have been vaccinated, but right. I've and heard that you have low... openly many times yeah. the fact that you, you have and why you did and it's but all appropriate. There's well, yes. It, I mean, it's a personal choice and yeah. I am not like, woohoo, I'm proud of what I have, but I, I believe that cause the cause for me to do it way outweighs any risk that I'm sure I took. So I'm hearing that you have like low platelet counts and okay. yes. um, blood your diseases. blood, yeah, yes. your blood doesn't coagulate and doesn't clot the same and they're different shapes. So I've had the vaccine, but just before I did, I had my daughter and they ran a battery of tests while I was pregnant, blood tests, not just tests, but blood tests while I was pregnant at the end of my pregnancy. And then at the hospital before I left, they did two more to make sure yes. that like my, yep. everything was okay. My clotting was okay. That was one specific thing that they were looking for. Right. And my doctor has agreed to order a battery of tests for me that will look at my blood, my platelets, my clotting, my shape, everything, all the same stuff, but possibly more, look at everything he could possibly get and compare the two. Because one of the major claims is the platelets and the clotting and the shape. Yes. And I have documented proof in my doctor's hands of what I was when I left the hospital. And now after the vaccine... Let's see. I mean, it has changed. Let's find out. I mean, I I might be a guinea pig, but at least if my if I go and I get my blood test done, then I would know, and I will be able to report that to you and other people that hey, here's my two. It changed. It didn't change. I don't know which way it's going to go, but I am going to do that. So here's uh, I, I'm typing this in on DuckDuckGo, and for anybody who's new to the show, which uh, one of the things I do want to bring up is one of the things we've discussed in the past few days is uh, all of a sudden on Good Pods and Pod Chasers and a few other uh, podcast sites, we are now rated as the number two indie Ooh. news and politics show. And um, I told my wife a few weeks ago, whenever we first started appearing on these charts, which was funny, you and I discussed about it, uh, because originally the show was um, uh, actually placed as a comedy interview show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which goes back to over a year ago, whenever Joe Schreiber and I originally started What's Your and Binge, it was designed to be a comedy show. And I never actually changed the, the designation of it. But now all of a sudden, since uh, Apple actually changed it for me That's oh. what i didn't tell you wow um, whenever i wasn't being allowed to share our content it was because uh um whenever i wasn't allowed to share my content on i uh itunes and apple podcasting it was because they designated us as a news and daily political show while on my anchor profile, I it had a comedy. comedy. Yeah. Right? So it was conflicting. 
it was saying so, error. <laughs> the, the cool thing is, is that I guess Apple pays enough attention to your content if you get enough views that they're like, well, that description doesn't match what you're doing. So kudos to Apple for that. So whenever I did change it on the Anchor platform, which is who I use and why, why I'm sponsored by Spotify, uh, I changed it to political and daily news. As soon as I changed it, within 12 hours, all of a sudden, we were number two in the world on Good Pods HQ for indie podcast for news and politics. And um, that that's awesome to be able to find out uh, when, when the, enough people are actually listening to you about it. But one of the things that uh, I'm looking into right now is um, there was a German report that came out on people with their blood testing on exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Hun. Hang on just a second. I, yeah. I don't want to edit too much here, but I, I do want to German blood test on COVID. Hang on. I I think a long so, time ago I sent you a video where the doctor is doing the the samples of vaccinated and finding these uh it's like they're sticking together yes. in a formation. Okay. So it's, it's pulling up right now. Okay. Um okay. German health official states that sixty percent of autopsies performed in the last three months show people who are double vaccinated as a result of inflamed heart or have the inflamed heart. Okay. Uh, And then uh, let's see here. We're going into further reports. 38% of people who died post COVID, no pre-existing health problems as a result of death. So they died completely from an inflamed heart because of the shot. Within Mm -hmm. zero days, 38%. Within one day, 48%. By the second day, 14%. So within three days, what they're showing, people who had autopsies in Germany post the shot, if they did die, from the inflamed heart problem, mitrocarditis, um, they had no pre-existing health problems. And this is by the German Institute of Health. Mm-hmm. Well, if they change your platelets and your blood pumps through your heart thicker, thinner, or even just clumpier or different, that puts yes. a lot of strain on your heart. And then your heart... It, it eats the blood. It, the nutrients in the blood keep the heart alive. So if your nutrients aren't transporting the same way and you're not able to give the oxygen to the heart the same, you're not able to do other things, what else would happen? I mean... They're showing uh, delayed skin reactions to COVID-19 coronavirus after receiving the shot. Uh, two-thirds of COVID vaccine side effects not actually caused. Uh, new research shows a nocebo effect, uh, which leads to heart and liver conditions. 
the AMDA releases COVID-19 vaccine medical exemption request forms so that way they don't have to report what happens after you got the shot. Possible side effects after getting a COVID vaccine, a COVID-19 vaccine. So far, reactions reported after getting a booster shot are similar to those after the two-dose or single-dose primary effects. Fever, headache, fatigue, and pain at the injection site most commonly reported and 38% of the causes inflamed heart was reported. Um, Moderna, vaccine reactions and adverse event, uh, events. Uh, median onset of systematic reactions, one or two days after either dose, after a median duration of two days. Grade four fever, that means you have a fever of 104 fucking degrees, was reported by four vaccine recipients after dose one and 11 vaccine, uh, vaccine recipients after dose two. Those are different studies. Pfizer, BioNTech, COVID vaccine reactions and adverse effects. Um, data is presented in table five. So below. I, I am definitely going to get my blood work done. And it it's a doctor who I've been seeing for your, like uh, 10 pre, years. Do you have your pre-blood work on file? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, so he already got a copy of the first one. Yeah, like he knows what they ordered because he ordered the second set when I was in the hospital to make sure that what he wanted to see, he got. So okay. he has what they did and what they pulled plus what he pulled and some of it is overlapping. So he pulled those and he has those and he's going to then order basically the same thing Maybe a few more. He, he said that he needs to still review it, but maybe a few others on top of that and just compare. I mean, he is willing. He, he so believes he's multiple blood, blood panel testing. Yes, for me. Okay. Well, it's, it's because I, I really think that the vaccine has affected my anxiety and I can feel my heart racing a lot more when I'm having anxiety attacks. And he gave me something to help with that, but I don't want to mask the problem. I want to find the problem. So medically, okay. he thinks that this is a good thing to just look into. He he knows it could be because of the vaccine or whatever, but he just, he cares so about my life. Doctor, <laughs> is he electing to go ahead and investigate the results of the vaccine or is he electing to just find out what your new blood results are. He's electing to see if anything's changed since post vaccine. Yeah, post vaccine. Okay. So right. that way if something did change, I would have a medical exemption for any further ones for one. Right. And for two, so we know. I mean, we we need to know if that is part of the cause. I mean, any doctor who wants to help their patient and cure the problem, not just cover the problem, would try to find out if there is a hint of what path they could go on. They would follow that path just to find out if that is the answer. And that's what he's doing for me. Okay. All right. And, yeah. and what, I, what I think is um, 
really important with all of this. And, and obviously, it's a good thing that you have a doctor who's either A, well-funded, B, open-minded enough, and C, not singularly um, disposed to making sure everybody gets the shot, right? Those right. Two things are in play with all of this. And he's open to finding out what these results are. And I think that one of the uh, very important things for all of us to consider and um, with this conversation, I'm thinking that one of the most important things for humanity is that fertile women be readily available. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I get where you're going here, but I mean, and, and I'm not just saying population I'm not, control. I'm not just pointing that at you and saying, "Hey, let's just you know copulate a bunch of babies here." But I'm just saying, you know, that like one of the things that we need to find out is what is the effect at the end of the day on a woman who is still in childbearing years and what her fertility rate is and how healthy everything is going to come out at the end of the day. Like once all your blood work comes back, are we going to say that, you know, Hey, you're at risk if you wanted to get pregnant again. And also, are you at risk for any cancer or are you at risk for, you know, list the things that you want to talk about, but what things are you at risk for? Now that you have done this, considering that you did this in not an uneducated way, but in a ill-informed way. Well, whenever you first got the shots, it was under the pretense of helping somebody. And now I I knew the risks in the case, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew the risks and I was scared to death to get them and don't i'm not saying it was easy i was scared right. to death no but I, after I, I know you're scared to death yeah yeah i i like told everyone if i die i'm sorry goodbye all that but um all i wanted to do was see my grandmother and exactly. the, the risk of dying was overbearing but the risk of not trying and i believe that my body could kind of process and pass through over time whatever the fuck they gave me so i was like okay it's worth it my grandmother's 105 she ain't gonna live forever right 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 (laughs) so um i i definitely think that everyone has their reasons and if they go into it uninformed then i don't want to hear them complaining afterwards like if you're just gonna walk up stand in line and let somebody shoot you with whatever they want then why don't you go to a college because i'm sure they're paying good money for that Well, you know, and that's one of the conversations I had with one uh, one of my friends the other day because I always made fun of him um, back whenever it did happen. But remember all of those pharmaceutical studies they used to advertise for that if you completed the study, you could get paid five or ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And now we're all kind of doing it for free. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they are paying us, though, because they want to keep our economy alive. So every few months or every whatever, depending on who you are, because I have kids. So, you know, they 
They give you $300 every couple months or whatever. Kid, but you have to pay for it this coming tax season. So you got it during the course of the past year, but now you can't get credit for it at all whenever you file your taxes. No, but the way that you file your tax. Okay, so they didn't pay me for one daughter and they paid me for the other, but they should have paid me for both. So they owe me a ton of money. So okay. like... It's just so going to kind of claim on one child, but not the other. Well, I, I was able to claim on her, but they, they said that I had to sign and send in my tax papers. And gotcha. so I signed, send it in to what a building that has nobody that actually works there. I mean, lockdown was happening and, people weren't there so it goes in a stack of papers so it is being processed and (laughs) um you know that that money would do me a lot of good right now but at the same time like you owe me motherfuckers (laughs) and and the crazy thing is, is okay so you're talking about the monthly tax credit you're supposed to receive per child which is 300 per child or 250 yeah. if, or if the kid's over 15 or whatever it is. Um, but, okay, so what about people like me who didn't even receive the last um, uh, stimulus, stimulus check? Payment. I didn't receive the last two, and I still haven't received my tax returns from last year. Well, they owe you they owe you interest on your taxes. So it's like, motherfucker, you owe me. Let them, I mean, let them sit on it. They're going to have to pay you the interest and just makes you money. (laughs) I understand that. But as a underwritten rule, the IRS does not pay, pay penalties on taxes. They do not pay penalties being defined as interest. However, as a person who owes taxes, you have to pay penalties. And otherwise that's interest. So we have to pay interest if we owe taxes, but they don't have to pay interest if they owe us. Oh, no, they do. Only if you have a kid. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Because they actually paid me on time for all of them besides the last couple of years. So gotcha. I, I don't okay. know. But the first time that they didn't pay me for like a year and a half, I got like $400 interest out of the deal. So it's like, hey. That's cool. You know, like that's interesting. That's very interesting because uh, Shannon and I, my wife, we were discussing. She saw something on the news that says that you can't even file taxes this tax season until you receive a letter from the IRS saying that it's okay to file your taxes. Oh my God. Okay. So Colorado's got postponed. The date of turning in taxes got postponed due to the fires that happened here because everything's kind of up in the air. You have over 300,000 people that, that. yeah, yeah, that lost their homes and all their information, all their cars. Yeah. They go into that and all that stuff. But so that's, that's recently, we're not talking about the actual past tax year. Oh, you see, see what I'm saying? That, that's interesting. Yeah. Very, yes. So if you do not receive a letter from the IRS that says that you are eligible 
to file for your taxes, you can't file your fucking taxes. What are they going to do to me if I do? Right? That's my question. <laughs> like, let's bombard them, okay? And, if you don't ever do your taxes, do them three times. <laughs> Shannon has a friend of the family who's a an accountant, and she says, yeah, you can't file your taxes till you get that letter that says it's okay to file your taxes. So, as myself, who in the past year who obviously has been tagged as a dissenter to the current government. And oh, you're filing taxes. ever receive this fucking letter? <laughs> oh, they're going to want to know what you've been doing, boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this raises a lot of fucking questions, right? Like, how am I going to do this? I'm getting ready to go into 2022 in a situation, and uh, while everybody's listening to this broadcast after this point, you're going to hear a new affiliate uh, advertiser that we have. So going into 2022, I have a new opportunity for income. Ooh, I like that. Right? <laughs> we all like that, right? Like, that's a cool thing. That's something that you and I are going to be sharing once it actually starts happening with the uh, with the broadcast that we do, but uh, with, with with all of this going on, now I have a new opportunity as a new business to be able to claim tax exemptions, but I don't have the right to file my taxes yet, according to this new press release they've done. Kind of like the press release about the mandates to get vaccinated. Because remember... The, the mandate, whenever they did that in August, it was actually nothing more than a press release. It wasn't even an, an executive order. You're that right. You had to get vaccinated, right? And no. now we're going into this, this era where post-Supreme Court of the United States voting that that is illegal to do a mandate. Biden is still on TV as of Friday night. February the uh, sorry January the 14th as of Friday afternoon was still saying regardless of what the Supreme Court said all big big businesses should still mandate everybody get the shot yeah but the Supreme Court overruled that and he's still saying if you want to be a good person if you want to support each other if you want to see each other again you got to get the vaccine and you, you got to wear a mask. Again, isn't that a very, that is such a draconian statement. Well, they're getting half a billion masks out to the people and sending half a billion tests to the people. And they're all quote unquote free while all these companies. Now, mind you, the mask they're getting ready to send to everybody and the test that they're getting ready to send to everybody are all 100%. 100%. You could go on DuckDuckGo right now and look at free test and free mask and you will see that 100% comes from China. Well, 
let's go beyond that. When you ask about where to get testing or where there's a free COVID test, you shouldn't have to Google it. Kamala Harris just did that big interview and she specifically said, there are free test sites out there. Just Google it. Just Google it. That's right. Because it's going to bring up CVS and Walgreens. And if you read through all of the disclaimers, it's going to say this test costs you $219 unless you have the proper insurance. And if you don't have the insurance, click this box so we can file the federal paperwork for you. Yep. Now, that's exactly what just happened four months ago before my wife and I flew to Arizona. And I told everybody the week before we flew to Arizona, the reason we're flying right now is because if we don't fly right now, if we wait for two weeks, then we may not be able to fly back. Now, look at what's happening with your airlines right now. Can't get a flight anywhere. I was off by a week. I'm sorry, everybody. I was off by a week. But the flights have been being canceled since the end of October. I told everybody it would be happening by October the 23rd on the show that you and I did with Ben Crenshaw. Remember that? Yep. I said. (laughs) You predicted. I mean, you definitely called it. I said. I'm getting ready to fly to Arizona and I want to go see my friends for my birthday. I could go see my friends anytime I want to, but the reason we're going now is because if we wait later, we may not be able to fucking get back. Yep. And and we laughed at that, thinking, yes. Oh, that's never gonna happen, but nice try. And then yeah. look and what the happened. Weekend, the weekend after we came back home, I'm I'm again, I'm sorry I was off by a week. The weekend after we came back home, over 5,000 flights were fucking canceled by United and Delta. Yeah. Three of them, including the Phoenix to St. Louis flight that me and my wife were supposed to be on. Sorry, I was off by a week. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Okay, so again, that's another I told you so moment that is brought to you by what's your fucking effing binge. Whenever we're talking about this stuff, I'm not talking in hyperbole. I'm not talking about just raising everybody's, you know, fucking, I'm not trying to get everybody to DEFCON 5. I'm telling you what has actually been written, what has actually been actually predisposed. All of these white papers are there for everyone's consumption. And that brings us to our next segment. What we're getting ready to talk about here is uh, what we talked about um this goes back into august the first time that you came in on the what's your effing binge format whenever i told everybody that uh what we're getting ready to deal with is um hey sorry about that what we're getting ready to deal with here at the beginning of the year probably is that we are going to be going into another shutdown And we're also going to be going into another high flu slash COVID epidemic and going back to over a year ago, finding out that what Fauci has been saying this entire time is actually a lie and a cover up. 
So whenever we come back after this next music music segment, uh, I want to bring up what just broke, which uh, what we started the show out with this past Tuesday, what the Hill showed everybody that the Fauci emails and what the GOP actually uncovered as being actual truth that a year and a half ago, I was banned from Facebook and Twitter for saying because they said it was conspiracy theory. So whenever we come back, we'll discuss that. All right. I'm getting ready to take a, uh, I'm getting ready to break this off because it's going to cut us off. Okay. Okay. And then whenever I come back, we're going to play the music and we're going to come in and play the hill. Okay. Perfect. All right. So go ahead and take a break or do whatever. And then I'll send you a new invite for the next segment. Perfect. Cool. Cool. Independence and freedom are often mistaken to be the same thing. I think they're two different things. Independence is your ability to chase a dream, to do what you want, as long as you pay the right fees. Follow the right rules. Follow the right guidelines. Allow yourself to have oversight. Freedom is the ability to walk out the door, wake up in the morning, and do what you want, when you want, how you want to. And that's what this show is about. We're going to be talking about what we want to talk about, how we want to fucking talk about it. I'm going to bring you the truth. I'm going to bring you facts. I'm going to bring you data. Some of it may rub you the wrong way. Some of it may be something you don't even want to hear about. But you can best believe I'm going to tell you the fucking truth about it. I'm going to tell you like it is. This is your host, Christopher Scott Rudder. All right, everybody. This is a part two of what your effing binge me and serenity got some more shit to tell you on spotify you're going to hear this is one whole podcast on uh good pods and pod chaser and all the other platforms you're going to hear it as two different parts i want everybody to really pay attention to what we're bringing next but before we do that i want everybody to take a little listen to this another little music break and then we'll come right back Thank you. 
One of the hypest concerts I've ever seen, man. Fucking uh, whatever. I saw them in uh, Nashville. And I also saw them play with uh, Zach Wild. Uh, whenever you're talking about a really tight group and somebody who has their shit together, man. I, I, uh, Clutch is one of the more underrated groups out there, I think. I think they're even considered underground still even though they're not like no they've been around for 28 <laughs> years yeah know? and uh, uh they're from baltimore maryland and uh they have a very distinct sound and uh they're they uh, whenever they play at music festivals and they play at big events and shit like that they're never the headliner but even though you're talking about like eight groups playing everybody's there to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that they're one of the few bands that 
could be headliners and they get the following of a headliner, but they just don't need to no, chase the spotlight. Not, they're not into it. They're not, they're not, no. they're not, their ego is very subdued. You know what I mean? I, I guess that's yep. the best way I could describe it is that um, uh, I can't think of his, his name, the lead singer and the main songwriter for everything that they do, but uh, um, just very subdued and, 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 uh, at the same time, incredibly powerful. And whenever you see them play live, you got uh, you got a keyboard player, you got a harmonica fucking player, like outside, <laughs> like how this is like a seven can... piece. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like how many groups can you really think of that have like a fucking powerful harmonica player? You know what I mean? And uh, and and they just fucking get down in so many ways and. I've seen them once, and I've seen some friends who have seen them at other places. They've seen them in Florida and Georgia and Texas and whatnot. And, uh, of course, Maryland playing and, and coming up. And uh, it, uh, I don't know if it's the same strength. Like here, uh, whenever uh, back in the 90s, whenever I was uh, doing um, all the hook and shoot, shoot fighting and I was bouncing in all the strip clubs and everything. I used to work at a little place in Louisville called Deja Vu. And Deja Vu is actually a, a really big strip club, but uh, they had their sign every night said, you know, 99 really hot chucks, hot chicks and a one really ugly one. Uh, but, uh, you know, whenever I was coming up doing that scene, White Zombie used to play at all of our clubs. And they have that same kind of a following, I think. And uh, I, I just love everything they put out, man. Fucking every album that comes out, Silver and Chrome and everything else that they have done over the years and fucking, uh, you know, Slow Death in Texas. And, all and they're still touring. Shows. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is I think that they have a 2022 tour going on right now. Yeah, yeah, they're touring right now, and and uh, um, uh, if they come to Louisville or Nashville, whenever those tickets become available, um, I told Shannon. And the really, really funny thing about me and my wife, and and we're getting ready to get into the new next news segment here with this episode is is uh, um, the one of the funny things with me and my wife is you know like she likes Reba McIntyre and I like Metallica. That's the easiest way for me to be able to describe the dichotomy uh, between the two of us is, it, you know, she loves that kind of stuff. Like the most common ground we have is um, probably Leonard Skinner. But whenever I do play clutch, she I, I'll catch her and she'll be jamming with it. And I'll be like, yeah, you like that shit, right? And she don't want to admit it. But it, it's so fucking cool because <laughs> you know? it's one of those things between the two of us. We have such a very separate music interest. Uh, but whenever I play this, she, she'll jam along with it. This is one of those common ground songs uh, or common ground groups that if I play something of theirs, she can get it because it has a little bit of that country, a little bit of that blues feel um, that... Uh, that she does actually enjoy. Oh, I'm getting a text right now. Uh, we have something that's just breaking the news. Omicron might mark the end of COVID-19's pandemic phase. Unless a certain scenario happens, 
Fauci says. The weird thing about this is the timing of what we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, At the beginning of this show, depending on uh, which format you're listening to us, you're going to hear this from the very beginning, or you're going to hear it in two different separate parts. We have railed and railed and railed against what Fauci has said about his miscommunication, his misinformation, and his delusion of facts, and the fact that, you know, the the weirdest thing, Uh, I'm just bringing this up right now kind of abstractly, but over the past 18 months, one of the weirdest statements I've ever heard from anybody is that if you you disagree with Fauci, you disagree with science. That's my best Fauci impersonation. Um, But remember whenever he said that? I think that... This is a person who has played in the back second or third row of the orchestra. And now he finally has a chance to be first seat. And everything that comes up has to revolve around him. A bit too much. When I see him in these hearings with, you know, senators asking him questions, He's a complete asshole. And he like, he's pretty much like, you know what? I, I know everything and I know everything more than you would even know. So you could come at me, but I know it all. So don't ask me a question. You know, like he, he turned it back around on like Rand Paul telling Rand Paul that like he's well, making money off you. of Fire Fauci. They actually caught the audio of him and Rand Paul having that big argument. Yeah. Last, I don't know if it was the very last one or the one before that, where under his breath, but they caught it on a hot mic where he's calling Rand Paul, what a moron. Right? You know, yeah. And and it's uh, this elitism that's coming from this person who all of a sudden who has fallen in love with his public persona or the fact that he's able to be the public front man of it, where he is just presenting himself in such an elitism way that going back to two years now. So we're talking about this is now January 18th. So just to put this in perspective for everybody, and we're going to talk about this in great detail for everybody, I have a chart that is going to be put up on the What's Your and Binge website, which is now going to be available with this episode. Whenever you listen to this on Spotify, there's going to be a link to get there. And also on the What's Your and Binge fan page, if it's not fucking blacklisted by Facebook, there's the What's Your Effin' <laughs> What's Your Effin' Binge public group, and there's also the What's Your Effin' Binge private group that you could be a part of if you're invited. If you ask to be accepted, we will let you be in. And we're not doing this out of an elitist standpoint. It's just the fact that there, there's so many people who want to be involved in this kind of a news segment that they will put in everything they possibly can. This disinformation, and I have found over the past three months 
no less than six different instances where people have tried to put in misinformation supporting what Fauci has said, which has come from Facebook's news groups. Yeah. That's part of the reason that both you and I have put out segments of the show that have been completely blackballed in no less than 12 hours. What I'm getting to with this is that Fauci has actually made the statements that if you disagree with Fauci, you dis if you let me do my impersonation. If you disagree with Fauci, you disagree with science. And that's kind of what he sounds like whenever he's talking to Rand Paul and all these Capitol Hill groups and all this other stuff. And for the past uh, this is going back about the past eight months. I've been talking about the fact that this guy is a radical leader of new science, bringing out misinformation, trying to subdue the public into doing what he wants without science backing it up. Going back to the Wuhan uh, lab leak theory, going back to the fact that, you know, at the very beginning they said you don't need masks. Now you need masks. Uh, we don't know if masks work. Uh, yeah, you probably should use masks all the way to the point where they're saying, nah, you got a double mask. It's such an incredible string of sound bites and string of just fucking insanity. Whenever you go back to the very beginning of all of this, whenever they said, we just need you to close down for 15 days so we can flatten the curve. Remember that? Yeah, I mean, we all knew it wasn't going to be just 15 days because if it was that serious, we didn't get it in time. Well, you know, and, and the unfortunate thing is, is because the way it was brought out, I remember hearing in October of 2019 that, you know, hey, there's this new virus coming out, has to do with bats, and, uh, you know, everybody's going to catch a new code, and it's going to shut the country down. There were, cons- quote-unquote, conspiracy groups saying that. And I was like, man, I... I truthfully did not want that to be true. I did not want to have to live in that kind of a world where something that leaked from a lab all of a sudden became prevalent in the United States. This is like that Dustin Hoffman movie, Break. I was like, I did not want this to be true. I can't have this to be true in my lifetime. This is something that should maybe happen during my children's lifetime, not during my lifetime. This can't possibly happen. Outbreak, all these other movies, like this can't really be happening right now. And whenever it first started, everybody had jokes about the mask. Everybody had jokes about, you know, uh, you have to quarantine and stay apart and all of this other shit, I just couldn't believe that it was happening at the beginning of uh, 2020. And I don't know if you remember or not, Serenity, but um, I made it a point as soon as I caught COVID, <laughs> which happened in July of 2020, to be one of the very first podcasters to go ahead and broadcast while I had COVID. 
I was like, you know, it's not that bad. It's like a, a really heavy cough and it's a really bad code. Kind of like the flu. I don't know. But it did progressively get a little bit worse to the point that I was, I called the local hospital and said, what am I supposed to do? And they said, unless your vitals are near death, don't even bother coming in. Right. Which is the, which is the beginning of, if you go to the hospital, you can get put on a ventilator and you're going to fucking die. Well, you know, there, there's multiple ways of treating it. And I don't think putting people on a ventilator is always the way to go. But in certain instances, it makes sense. If you're unable to breathe for yourself, your lungs aren't, they're filled up with fluids and can't get the amount of oxygen that they need. Certain situations, okay, 1%, maybe wouldn't need something like that. But not every case. I mean, every person needs to be treated differently, and there shouldn't be one course that they need to take. Or, okay, this is what we do, and, you know, it's with all the cases. I think that the ventilators could be killing people because it's not the appropriate treatment. And the crazy thing about it is, is during this time in 2020, none of this information had come out about monoclonal uh, antibodies, yeah, um, ivermectin, and hydrochloricin, and the heavy dosage of zinc, vitamin C, and D. None of this had become public information yet. So, in in whenever I got it. In uh, July of 2020, we're still... It was almost, still the unknown. Yeah, we're still almost a year out of this becoming public information that if you just do this, you don't even have to worry about going to the hospital. It affects you in a few days. And unless you have certain issues... Right, that... if you have core morbidities. Yes, core morbidities. Yes, and and that word uh, was never part of the American vernacular until the end of 2020. And the list of core morbidities that can add to uh, you um, actually uh, ending in death or severe, severe, severe needing uh, to be hospitalized cases of COVID, uh, this list of 23 core morbidities didn't come out actually until um, December of 2020 uh, which was four months after I actually had caught it so nobody was even fucking aware of this other than like if you're a heavy smoker and and, and obesely overweight and maybe a cancer survivor or a cancer patient like those people like, we got to take real careful steps with you. But everybody else, core morbidities was not even a topic whenever I caught the disease. Whenever no. I caught COVID. And I remember I joking about, about how, well, you're a smoker. So, you know, that was like what you knew. If, if yeah. you... you know, it was, it was uh, whenever I got it. Um, and, and I remember because I, I called my publicist at the time. And said, you know, hey, I have COVID and I want to be on as many shows as I possibly can uh, just to be 
uh, from an ego standpoint, I just want to be the only podcaster (laughs) (laughs) who's broadcasting with fucking COVID. Because at the time, I was one of only four or five people who had podcasts, at least publicly that I knew of, that had COVID and was doing shows. So I was like, you know, fucking book me on as many shows as you can. And I actually did three shows in one day. And by the end of the third show, like I was, I felt like I was near death. And um, because I couldn't breathe, it felt like I was breathing through soup. Um, While I was, you know, sitting up, I couldn't lay down and sleep. Uh, If I did, I felt like I was actually drowning. You know, that's a, a pneumonia kind of a deal. Yeah, And uh, this is whenever so many things were unknown about it. But, um, you know, uh, coming out of that and coming into the past year, it, more and more things have come to light. And everybody who was considered to be a conspiracy thinker a year ago, like you and I, that this, this is something that could actually be controlled. This is something that we could actually rein in if you were to take the proper precautions uh you were banned off of facebook i got banned i got put in facebook jail like two or four times Uh, yeah one time for 30 days 60 days uh uh, off of twitter i got banned until i had to uh, i was actually to provide um email proof of source material of what it was that i was talking about or documenting whatever i i tweeted blah 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 instagram the same thing And then uh, just this past Tuesday, here's something that had just come out. Oversight Committee released uh, emails obtained through Freedom of Information Act that request that uh, shed new light on what doctors Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins knew back in the early days of the pandemic into April of the first year of the pandemic and uh, what they thought about that information at the time. I'm, I'm actually reading this off my phone. The Republican Oversight Committee tweeted, we've released never before seen emails that you, you can see the tweet right there showing Dr. Fauci may have concealed information about COVID-19 originating from the Wuhan lab and intentionally downplayed the lab leak theory, um, a glance at the emails, Ryan and I were just reading through them, do appear to confirm that. Um, they make The Republican Oversight Committee makes two claims early in their letter, uh, which they sent to Javier Becerra. One, that uh, Dr. Fauci knew the potential of the lab leak, and then two, that he knew the potential that uh, the the uh, virus had been intentionally genetically manipulated and also that he worked with the EcoHealth Alliance to sidestep the moratorium on gain of function. It's okay. All right. Okay. So based on that, on, on that first excerpt, okay, this is going back to about six months ago, the first time we did the telling you like it is uh, episodes that, if you talked about gain of function or if you talked about the Wuhan lab leak theory, you were immediately dismissed as a conspiracy theorist, right? Yes, very much so. And people, I lost friendships over that. <laughs> I know? did too. I did too. I got kicked out of groups. I had friends disappear. If anybody goes and looks on my uh, personal uh, Facebook account, you see that I hover around 4,500 to 5,000 friends at any given time. And if you go and look at the What's Your F and Binge fan groups, the public and the, and the uh, private ones, 
There's over 2,000 fans part of that. But during the course of all of this, my fan groups dropped from 2,300 to about 1,500 at one time because I started talking about this. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that came out or one of the things that we first started talking about as labeled conspiracy theorists is that the Wuhan lab uh, uh, idea actually came about during the Obama presidential uh, term whenever uh, Obama and Fauci were actually found as being part of gain-of-function research in 2008. And then that lab, which was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina... (laughs) <laughs> was right here they got moved clo- got closed yeah. down and moved to what is now called Wuhan lab number four yep so let's go ahead and pick up where we left off this trove of emails that was literally just released so we're going through it now and it's not entirely clear how much of it is is new to the public and how much of it had not been released by Congress before, right? Because a, a significant amount of this material has been leaking out into the public domain. Uh, some of it, some of it through, and they actually they actually have a footnote here citing the Intercept's reporting on on these questions. Uh, this might this might have a little bit more context. Uh, we'll, we could put a link to the actual emails themselves, you know, in this in this video, so people can people can read them. But basically, it it's what it's trying to do is shed. It's put more attention on a period of a couple of days that are extremely important mm-hmm. in in how our understanding or how the public's understanding of the origin of, of COVID developed, and that's and some and a lot of this has been known and that no, known to people who have been methodically following this. But I believe it's February. Known to people who have been methodically following this. In other words, previously, conspiracy theorist. Yep. And whenever we first watched this video, a little bit less than a week ago, again, this came out Tuesday morning, folks. This came out on um, uh, January 12th. Whenever this first came out. Okay, so it came out on a Wednesday morning. Yeah. My first reaction to this was they are really hesitant and and this is from the hill which is the most centrist it's it's it is centrist right okay I, i'll give it that that the hill is very centrist right but at the same time they are still being very hesitant to go ahead and populate the conspiracy theory that's been going on for the past 18 months they choose their words yeah they choose their words very wisely to say like okay you 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 were kind of right we're not going to say you weren't right go ahead and go balls deep in and say (laughs) see they those people were right they don't want to say that you know the people like me and you and alex jones and uh owen schroyer and all these other all these other people who've been talking about this for the past year that this is 
Like, come on, people, fucking open your eyes. This is bullshit. What we've been told is basically no more or less than the common flu. It escaped from Asia. It escaped from China, specifically in a precinct called Wuhan, Wuhan Lab Number 4, which has actually had two huge security breaches since it was moved from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, under Obama and Fauci in 2008 to 2018. That's actually whenever the COVID was actually first reported. And it was a joke running on Facebook back in 2018 and 19 leading into the shutdowns. I don't know if you remember Serenity, but I definitely do. People putting, uh, uh, they had uh, means of Corona bottles with bat wings on them. Oh, oh yeah. I, <laughs> I remember in the beginning, the bat blood being spoken about, but then they were told to shush about it. And yeah. like, they just didn't want to talk about how it came to be. No, there was no discussion. You could not talk about the origination. You could not talk about this could be possibly bioengineered. This couldn't possibly be a lab leak. This couldn't possibly be anything like a Hollywood movie like Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman or any of these other shows. It it couldn't possibly be anything like this. This is basically a bat picked up something in a flea market, flew about, bit a seagull, a seagull flew overhead and spit into a pangolin's mouth, and the next thing you know, we all have COVID. That's the way it was explained at the beginning. Something along those lines, yeah. Right, and you know, I'm paraphrasing and I'm being very (laughs) trite about it, but at the same time, it was really no more or less than that. It was like, oh, just fucking forget about it. It's like a bug you pick up at your local flea market and somebody grabbed a bad piece of bat bat meat. And the next thing you know, we all have this shit going on. All right. right. I'll continue. February 1st, uh, 2020, there's a conference call that Drs. Collins and Fauci are on about the origin of the uh, about the origin of COVID, Barry and has that call, people speculate that it may have leaked from the uh, from the, the lab in Wuhan. Uh, three or four days later, uh, a, a paper is put together by some of these researchers that is speculating on the origins of COVID. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go on record here and say Ryan Grimm is a very well-respected journalist. He's a talking head but at the same time he's very careful to not break any news that is not well vetted so he does not know what to do with this fucking information right now and he's getting this this is a very live and on the spot kind of a contribution that's going on with the rising on the hill that paper comes to Fauci and and Collins, it later gets published and is used by Fauci 
as a way to tamp down any idea that and, and to say that anybody who says this came from a lab is a conspiracy nut. Right. So now we know uh, that Fauci was aware that people within the NIH and scientists involved in this process had questions about whether or not it did come from this lab. And so what Republicans are asking here and what we don't know yet uh, is how did, what, 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 what are the precise contents of the first draft of that yeah. paper? And what, what, if any, role did Fauci have in editing that paper? That's one of the questions the Republicans ask. Do, did he have new scientific information that right. changed what he had heard on that call on February 1st? Or was he covering up the fact that it potentially came out of a lab because at the time he knew and this is where they cite the intercept where he knew that the U.S. was funding EcoHealth Alliance's exactly. research in the lab, uh, knew that they were in violation of doing some sloppy stuff, uh, and so and and that that gain of function was involved. And so, was this a Fauci cover-up effort, or was there new science? And it, from the Republicans' perspective, they don't seem to believe that there was anything that came out in the three days between when they suspected it may have been a lab leak to when they. Uh, may, might have edited the paper to say that there wasn't one. Do we have the clip of Fauci um, on with Chuck Todd? According to multiple people familiar with this classified document, what can you, what kind of light can you shed on this uh, report? And what do you remember about it at the time? Yeah. Chuck, there's nothing new about that. All of us have always realized, and I feel this way, I haven't changed. Most of the scientists that I know feel that way that the most likely origin is a natural origin from an animal reservoir to human. However, we have not ruled out the possibility that there could have been a leak from the lab of them working on the virus. It could have been that someone was infected early on, they brought him into the lab and it came out of the lab, but it was already out in the community. So I think the confusion is because most of the scientists felt that the most likely, and the reason is most likely historically, we've seen this over and over again. We've seen it with SARS-CoV-1. SARS-CoV-1 did not come from a lab. Well, no, he, he's, he's stating we've seen it come naturally. Look at, look at the past. Look at H1N1 and SARS-CoV-1. I mean, those came from nature, right? So why couldn't this one come from nature? That's what right. I think. The, the effort to go ahead and to go ahead and speak this way, no matter how dead to rights you are caught, I believe speaks very much to there's a lot of corruption going on here. There is a lot of we knew this was happening and we did not want to admit it. And now all of this, these emails are coming out because it's all part of Freedom of Information Act because I am a public official. That's one of the things that a lot of people who watch the news on a regular basis, all these Fauci people, not Fauci people, but people who take him to heart, okay, because he's a talking political head 
put in front of everybody for the past two years. He has been the spokesperson for this entire campaign from day one, right? Right. So now that these emails are coming out showing that he was A, in the know, B, part of the scientific experiments dating back to 2008 at Chapel Hill, C, has received millions of dollars from the pharmaceutical companies to promote and push a vaccine program that puts money in everybody's pockets and it also shuts down and controls the American people. Now, keep in mind, there are 197 countries that are part of the UN. Okay? Now, I'm going to go real deep here real quick. I don't want to gloss over on anything. I probably will because I've been drinking a heavy amount of Bud Light and Fireball. (laughs) There goes your cleanse. There you go. So, that's the way anybody's going to fight against me. They're going to say, this motherfucker's drunk all the time. Keep in mind, I've been on a cleanse for the past two weeks from marijuana. I've been doing very well. I haven't smoked any weed. But, there's 196 countries that are part of the UN agreement that have to do with COVID control. And Fauci is the mouthpiece of all of it, along with the UN and the WHO. And they continue to refute the evidence that comes out against them that they have known about the lab leak from day one. And they have also concealed the fact that they have kept from the American public that the masks and social distancing that they we, we have been put under for the past two years now is completely irrelevant. Has nothing to do with this. This is going to jump from person to person to person to person regardless of what stance or precautions you take. And this has been something they have been researching since 2008 under the Obama plan for gain-of-function control. The big deal that everybody is overlooking is the very beginning of all of this is that they have looked at this as gain-of-function control. They wanted to figure out a way to be able to control all of this. And then it broke loose. So now here we are with this. Well, hold on a second. Before we move on. With Ebola, with influence. Go ahead. Um, I just want to point out that he is admitting to having knowledge in that interview as if it were like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I did know, but I'm admitting it now. So let's, let's just forgive and forget, you know, like it's not a big deal that I knew he's kind of just it like 
admitting wrong while saying he's been right all the time. Yeah, and, and that's a very uh, okay. So let's put this in the parlay of how the American public might look at this. Okay, let's just say, let's go back to 1990. All right. And I'm going to put this into sports terms because it's the easiest way for me to explain it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Talking to a We're chick about sports. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones control the Dallas Cowboys, right? Right. And they're like, Troy Aikman has to be the best possible draft pick we can have. However, we could also possibly draft participant B. Don't know who it is. Don't give a fuck because the only thing I care about is the Cowboys. All right. So they're like, We knew from the very beginning we were going to pick that guy a year before the draft. This is how I'm going to tie it all together. We knew a year before we were going to pick Troy Aikman for the draft, but four years later, Steve Young also won a Super Bowl. We could have drafted him, but we took Troy. This is how he's explaining everything. Like, we knew this was going to be a Hall of Famer, but at the same time, we could have took this guy, but he only won one Super Bowl. Our guy won three. Now, this is a really fucked up way of explaining it. I understand that. But he is going ahead and admitting that he was wrong from the beginning, He was also able to go ahead and reveal that this was going to happen. He chose not to. He also, D, chose not to tell everybody how to best protect themselves. And E, came up with a false way to protect themselves. And then at the beginning, still claimed, I drafted Troy Aikman. Right. Does that make sense? No, it it does make sense. I I just see like what would have happened if they would have said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and kick the can on the guaranteed winner and I'm going to choose this underdog that nobody probably has ever really heard of and I'm going to go with the likely suspect that nobody knows is the likely suspect but in in my underground scene of the no knows that it's likely suspect. Like, would that have dropped confidence in the team? Would people have then said, Oh, well, they don't know what they're doing because they got rid of the guy who won us a bunch of Super Bowls or whatever, you know, like, like getting rid of Montana for, for, uh, fucking, uh, Oh yeah. yeah, That's see it, it creates an uproar either way, but it's less of an uproar if you do it after the fact. Like, 
admitting you're wrong later is always easier than admitting the wrong in the beginning. If if they would have really... I, I think it's the complicity of knowing you were wrong from the beginning and trying to shadow that away. But you know, like, I, I know that this was... It works, though. Fauci has been doing this to, since 2008. But I'm just saying it works in all aspects of things. You, it, I know people who go out and they do, you know, they cheat on their husbands, they cheat on their boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, and go back and admit the wrong and they get forgiven and think that it's okay to continue doing it later on in life because they know that they could always go back and say, oops, I fucked up. You know, like, it's a pattern in life where forgiveness is always something that people want to give. Right. So it's kind of like playing on your instincts of, you know, I would have been angry up front, but now I'm angry and I have the chance to forgive because you've come clean about it all. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, a lot of people will forgive the cheater because they admitted they were wrong, but then later, whenever they cheat again, it's like, but we already knew they did that. Yeah. So it, it's all like, you know, if you, get, point. if you cheat and get with somebody and then they, they cheat on you, you should have fucking already known they were a cheater. Which makes it a mute point where people in the end are kind of like, you know what? It's your problem, not mine. Right. And they they sweep it under the rug. They talk about it in the corners of a bar, but they never really get on stage and talk in the mic, you know? So I, I think that that's what's happening here is they know that that's people's way of handling things. So it's easier now to say, oh, I fucked up, but I'm going to explain it all away to make it sound really, really nice. So when you go to bed at night, you don't even remember anything that I did besides the fact that you feel good that you forgave someone. You feel it, good it, that you could get over it. it. It's almost like I could baffle you with bullshit forever or I could tell <laughs> one truth and continue to baffle you with bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what he's doing here. Let's continue. Influenza with pandemic flu, with bird flu, with HIV AIDS. That's what you see all the time. That no, you don't see it all the time. Everybody <laughs> who's had it has never had it again. Okay, but wait. He was basically trying to explain how all this shit came from nature. So is he admitting that HIV AIDS came from some gay cowboy that fucked a sheep on a cliff? Or a monkey in the fucking, you know, <laughs> Congo, whatever, you know, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. He's trying to say really? it that way, but also at the same time explain, like, the science has you covered. <laughs> oh, my God. That happens when you have the animal-human interface. But that all of us... Animal-human interface. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, you motherfucker? <laughs> Uh, okay. So the animal human interface, okay, I've known not a lot of motherfuckers in my life. And I'm not gonna fucking point any fingers or say any names. 
But I've known a lot of motherfuckers who have done a lot of fuck crazy fucked up shit. And I ain't <laughs> never known nobody, no matter how crazy of the shit they've done, they came out of with AIDS or H1N1 or fucking SARS or Kobe or any of this fucked and fucked up shit. I know motherfuckers who have told me they fuck sheep because sheep's pussies look like fucking women. Okay? Oh my god. <laughs> I know people who have done that because it's a real fucking thing. Okay? I've, I've lived a really fucked up life. But at the same time, I am also 50, so I've heard a lot of fucking stories. Okay? So oh, how much of them are stories? How much of them are real? At the end of the day, like, does the science and the facts end up matching up? This motherfucker can't say anything true to save his life. And until you nail down exactly what it is, you always must leave open the possibility with an open mind that there could be a leak. Could be okay, a leak. wait. Yes, but why did everyone who said, ooh, this could have been a leak, get shot down and told that they're a piece of shit and to have faith in their government and that we're unpatriotic because we think that this could have been a leak? Right, and this has been going on for two years, so now all of this is coming out. And so, okay, all right, all of us with our tinfoil hats (laughs) who are like, this doesn't add up. You are full of fucking shit. From the very beginning, 18 months ago, almost 24 months ago, we've been blackballed. We've been fucking black sheeped. You know, we've lost friends. We've lost family. We've yeah. lost family. People who won't talk to us anymore because we believe that this motherfucker is full of shit and this doesn't add up. But they're like, but he's the face of science. And if if you if you if you disagree with science, you disagree with Fauci. You know, <laughs> fuck this motherfucker. Okay, so what you can see is that it's true Dr. Fauci is saying, listen, um, we're we're not we haven't completely ruled it out. But in the emails that were released, you see Dr. Collins calling this a dangerous conspiracy theory that threatens, and this is crucial, I think quote, international harmony. So you can see how... Fuck your harmony. The concerns of these bureaucrats were not just about the truth, but they're about the effect on our relationship with China. And Dr. Fauci says... There's a very key phrase. With China. Our relationship with China. The shiny object that will go away with time. That's in the emails. And so you can see how the the sort of conflict about where to actually follow the evidence and how to talk about the evidence is appearing because Fauci is in that conversation with Chuck Todd saying this, we haven't ruled it out, but privately they're talking about it as a dangerous conspiracy theory and a shiny object. And that seems to be a- I don't like the way that she keeps saying shiny object. I think that's a diffusionary <laughs> statement. Like she's, you know, she's not wanting. And I like her. She's cute, you know, whatever. But <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> what? I like her. She's cute. You know, she's she has a brain. And she kind of has kind of big tits, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it's a. Uh, uh, this, diffu- this diffusionary statement of shiny object. That's where I was like, 
I don't like the way that they're actually going into this. They're not really leaning in. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and but like it is the diamond. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's a shiny object. We're women. Shiny Ooh, shiny object. object. You know, Ooh, shiny object. Yeah, you know, and, and I understand like how she's trying to tie that in, but at the same time, you like you're using it too much, and you're cute enough to get away with it. But at the same time, like okay, let's let's call it what it is. A lie is a lie is a lie. And we've had layers of lies told to us. And there's some sort of diffusionary tactic that's being used with this. And even with a group like the Hill that, um, you know, they're right leaning. Okay, cool. I get, I get that. I, I don't, I don't give a fuck if you support Trump. I'm not a MAGA guy. Um, I do think it's very cool that a lot of people show up for Trump's rally there in Arizona. There was like 200, whenever I showed you those pictures yeah. of all the Trump rally and everything that was going on in Arizona, you're like, holy shit, that nobody's reporting this on the news. And I, I, I really dig looking for the truth and looking for somebody who's going to portray the American sentiment and freedom of action and independence. And, you know, let's pursue this freedom and let's make America great again. I love that message, but at the same, same, same time, it is, it is flawed. Okay. And we're not going to really see how flawed it is until 2024. We have three more, basically two more years to be able to get through, to be able to find out who's going to really come out at the end of this in 2024. It probably won't be Trump. These are people who are hoping it's going to be Trump. And God bless you. It is what it is. He's a great showman, great spokesman. He's He probably is the foremost spokesperson for the GOP. And unfortunately, the Democratic Party hasn't found that person, even though it's lying right in front of them with Tulsi Gabbard. If Tulsi Gabbard and Jocko Willink were to join together right now and run for political party, there could possibly be no stopping them for the past for the next 16 years. Wow, that's a big who, statement there. Do you know who Jocko Willink is? No. Okay. Jocko Willink is a Navy SEAL. A Navy SEAL who went through eight years of combat in Afghanistan. Tulsi Gabbard also was a uh, um, uh, sorry, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce this, but what they call Whiskey Tango, which is a medical professional going into combat zones for the Army and Navy to rescue people. She saw combat and combat results. If those two people were to get together, incredibly huge public figures, if you're not aware of them, fucking looking them up. Tulsi Gabbard is, I think, probably our best. If she were to run with Trump, 
where if she was to run with DeSantis, she would win. But if her and Jocko Willink were to run together, there would be no stopping whatever party they declared, I promise you, for the next 16 years. Because you're talking about combat veterans from the Army and the Navy, people who are actually there, people who are actually part of political process, and since then have become part of private sector success. There's no way they could possibly be stopped. Now, Jocko Willink is not a politician. Okay, so let's say Tulsi Gabbard and DeSantis. They, I don't think they could be stopped. And I don't know if it really matters who runs this next election. I think that if it's with not the Trump, ratings, it has to be, <laughs> if it's not Trump, it has to be somebody who signs off that Trump signs off to. And Tulsi Gabbard checks every single box. I don't care who you pair her with. She should be the next president. And I'm saying she, as a woman, she should be the next president. She is a military combat veteran who served in the Senate and the Congress and the House, oversaw growth of economics, and is a woman of color. And she's a fucking smoke show. (laughs) <laughs> I I like your idea here. I don't know enough about her to say hell yeah, but I, I do saying, think it has to be somebody up. different. I I definitely will. I, I don't saying, think that they're going to She should be president elect 2024 and if she was to pair with Jocko Willink who was a Navy SEAL commander. Unstoppable. And, I mean, that says it all right there. Okay, and he's a privateer. Okay, so since we're talking about elections here, yeah, what do you think will happen to Fauci? I think um, by the time we get to the election, he's going to be, um, he's not going to be defamed. He's going to resign from office because he has a $630,000 a year retirement fund. So he's going to resign once everything comes to, comes to light. And um, he is going to maybe not die in infamy, but at the same time, he's no longer going to be a respected me- member of the medical community. I don't know if he'll be unlicensed or delicensed, however they do that in the medical community, but there's no way that you cannot, by the end of this, that you cannot think of him in the same light as Dr. Mangala. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, so I think that his tie to any Democrat who has tied their anchor to him during those last two years, I don't think any of them can survive unless we as an American Republic don't survive ourselves. That's one of the two options. And um, 
you know, I hope it doesn't come to that. But let's go ahead and continue what the Hill here has to say about any of this. But um, for future reference, I'm going to put this down as I I fucking told you all so moment. Just <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I did <laughs> I did with the uh, airlines and uh, Fauci having to cop to the fact that this was all predetermined and already known. I've been saying this for months. This is another I told you so moment a really important distinction. In addition to the rest of this, the intercept reporting that is cited here is so crucial because that's outright corruption. As outright corruption, saying you're not doing something, working to soften the rules and so that you can right. basically lie and obfuscate about the fact that you are doing it. You're doing it. Right. It's awful. NIH officials worked with Echo Health Alliance to evade restrictions on coronavirus experiments. Coronavirus experiments. So everybody knows. And one of the questions that uh, that Republicans ask in this letter is, could the knowledge of the of the origin have any have have had any effect on vaccine development or right. treatment or anything else? And research. And research. Yeah. In, 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 the, in the scientific process, you want to know everything. Mm -hmm. Like you, you want everything out there so that you can throw everything at it. And if, if it is the case. My problem with Ryan Grimm, whenever he is speaking, is that he sounds so hesitant whenever he's not speaking from a teleprompter. He is not speaking of free thought. He is not speaking of... He is not a stream of consciousness. Sorry. Whenever, whenever you and I are talking, most of this is a stream of consciousness. We don't have very many cues. You know what I mean? And whenever you hear this guy talking, it sounds like he's on the verge of hiccuping or fucking, you know, I don't know, fl fucking flaking out. I don't know what it is, how you explain it, but it doesn't sound very direct and it doesn't sound very heartfelt. It, it sounds that like he, he has to think. Go ahead. It, it sounds like he has to think before he speaks. Like he's right. pausing to make sure that what he says isn't crossing some line or upsetting some major executive or some some contract he signed. It's always like he's trying to think of, uh-oh, should I be saying this? And if, if you look at this video that I'm watching as we're playing this, He's wearing those types of glasses that maybe you would see in the Matrix where it's basically a teleprompter in the lens. Right. He's wearing those types of eyeglasses. And I, I, I'm not saying that, okay? I'm, I'm not saying that that's what he's doing, that he's speaking. He's definitely not speaking from a teleprompter. You could tell that by the hesitancy in what he's saying. And that's my problem. You're not speaking from the fucking heart, you're not talking with conviction, and you're not talking from true facts that you know. So you're nothing more than another talking head. And I don't want to see that whenever I'm digesting mainstream news. That's my problem with The Hill, is whenever you're dealing with their TV media, you're dealing with people who are straddling the fence 
They don't yeah. want to say it directly. They want to say it inadvertently. And then whenever you go to the Hill print, you're dealing with reporters who are very direct and they're wishing they could be on fucking TV, but they can't get there because someone like this is already there. It, well, I, 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 I think the female anchor speaks a lot more from no, the heart. I, dig her. And, I, I don't know her yeah. name, but I do dig her. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. Sorry. This up, which all of the evidence does point in that direction. <clears throat> yep. Then those are extremely serious questions, and Republicans are asking him to come in and testify uh, under oath to that. Uh, so, if if he doesn't, uh, you know, if, if he do, if he refuses, Republicans are likely to have some subpoena power. Uh, come. 2023. Well, and I wonder if President Biden uh, asks Fauci to sort of resign nobly uh, before that would would happen in a way that it would ripple into his administration, um, because the administration continues to promote Dr. Fauci as a credible source, uh, because I don't think he gets due skepticism from the media, the Emily legacy media Jessica. at least, um, you know, when he goes on the Sunday shows and answers questions that are purport, purported to be tough or might be right. in style sounding tough, but aren't really tough because these questions, as Ryan says, a lot of this we sort of have known from leaks. We have sort of gotten that from leaks. But um, I think this does... Sort of gotten this from leaks. Yes, and we were told that we don't know what the hell we're talking about and that we're conspiracy theorists and they want nothing to do with us because if we believe in conspiracy, we're anti-vaxxers too. Right, and yeah, that's the problem. And, and this is one of the things that I want to bring up for everybody who's listening to the show and everybody who listens to a future broadcast. I'm not trying to, and, and I know Serenity is not trying to bring this up in any sort of way where we're talking about we're opposed to one party or another. And we're not opposed to one view or another. As long as either view or either party is giving us facts and truths. I don't need your spin. I don't need your take. I just need the facts. I need the truth. Tell me what is actually going on. And I, the, at the end of the day, the only thing that actually matters is that if something is going on with the government, something is going on with oversight that we don't agree with, that we all are able to join together as one unified voice and speak as human beings. I want nothing more from this show and nothing more from any broadcast that I do, even if it's a dissenting point of view, that... I'm able to join together with other humans and bring together our common voice and talk about it as humans doing the best things for humanity, not one side versus the other. I just want the right. truth. Yeah. I mean, you you're given all the facts, then you're able to make an informed decision based on your knowledge and your surroundings. And everyone's opinion isn't going to be the same, but everyone has a right to that difference. 
And at what point does the truth actually deserve a spin? You know what I mean? It shouldn't. Well, it shouldn't. Like so, if we have to spin the truth, then we're no longer speaking the truth. We're speaking on party lines. But I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican. I don't give a fuck if you're a Democrat. The next show, I'm going to bring up a Democratic show, a Democratic-based show, or a left-leaning show, however you want to describe it. I'm going to bring that up, and we're going to talk along those lines. And yeah. if it's dissenting, or if, it's, uh, if we're able to bring up an argument um, to where we're able to get to the center of the truth, that's all that matters. The, at the end of the day, this right side versus left side and this separation of what's going on, the division of America that is going on right now is the most important thing that I can really think of that why at the end of the day should my opinion conflict with your opinion so much that we cannot stand together. If we're able to stand together, regardless of our views, regardless of our politics, then at the end of the day, we should be able to come to, to, get, to come together with a common view on a subject. Some of it might be right-leaning, some of it might be left-leaning, some of it might be even tinfoil hat leaning. I don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, if we can all come together and find a common ground where all of this is central, then that is what we should focus on. And that would be the win. That would that be the win. the win. Yeah, that is the win. It doesn't matter if you live in Colorado. It doesn't live, matter if you live in Minneapolis. It doesn't matter if you live in Indianapolis. It doesn't matter if you live in Atlanta. Austin, LA, whatever the fuck, whatever, whenever we come together, that's whenever America is actually at its best. What the news is trying to do to everybody out there and what I'm trying to separate for everybody is not what the news tells us, but what common sense dictates. We're going to go ahead and finish this here and have a couple more opinions, but I want everybody to understand that this isn't right or left. This isn't even central. This is humanity. We cannot be separated by bullshit. But the only way you can't be separated by bullshit is having common sense. I want everybody to be able to use common sense to be able to reach a decision does create a big problem for the Biden administration because this is uh, the, the process of sort of shoes dropping that creates a trickle, a drip, drip, drip that uh, every time it breaks into the news cycle makes the administration look ridiculous for continuing to promote this guy. Yeah. And you know, for a long time, the polarized nature of this debate meant that Fauci was basically immune from criticism from Democrats and, and the left. He had the vaccine. Yeah. And, and also the alternative was so crazy, like Trump, you know, Trump. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I'm with this guy. Uh, that's the it's kind of sad that a 
news organization news organization that is right leaning has to make that kind of a statement, don't you think? I I find it going along with what the majority of the mainstream people are thinking. I mean, the people who are sitting there watching the news every single day and good morning America and all that would probably say something like that. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, this, this is something we might have to come back to on a later show, but I, I think I could show on a chart and graph that the mainstream is the median 30%. The people yeah. who are on the inside of all opinions and the outside 70% are people who are able to free think what they want like gun legislation gun voters rights um, voters rights like right now there's this huge political push to make open voting registration open voters rights and voters rights is part of our constitution name one news release that people are able to specifically say that somebody who is eligible to vote has not been allowed to vote you can't find one I promise you I make that as a challenge to anybody who listens. Find me one circumstance where one person who is eligible and supposed to be able to vote wasn't allowed to vote. We'll continue. That's then that's how so many Democrats felt. But now uh, that Democrats are turning on the CDC and starting to question whether or not the CDC is is following the science uh you know in the in the, in the famous democratic phrase uh <laughs> he said that I think that creates vulnerabilities within the democratic coalition for fauci himself yes you know, if the cdc becomes because once you start questioning the response to it then you say well wait a minute what, what did you tell us in the very beginning about this yeah and we'll have to see how the the legacy media responds to the release of these emails which again i don't know who foia'd if it was the republican oversight committee i mean this it is what exactly be a foia because that's the press i think they, they they just do document straight up document requests right yeah. right but this is something that the legacy media should have been chasing doggedly um and maybe <laughs> other people had foias and i don't know but i'm curious to see how the, the legacy media takes this up because um you know they've i think they've protected fauci and this Biden now has a, just a truly the legacy 20, media 21 months into it this chick who I kind of dig right now <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh yeah it is saying the legacy media is uh, you know following what Fauci says it, it, it's a uh, this they're they're not giving him the hard questions. She already said that, right. you know, like right. they're she, they're supporting she, whatever he says, hook, line, and sinker with blindfolds on, just smelling their finger to see if they got COVID or not. Right, exactly. And it, it's like bending over backwards 
to not argue directly with him, but at the same time, we're going to kind of disagree with him. And, oh, fuck, you know, I don't want to say this. I'm cute and I have glasses and kind of big tits and a jacket. Oh my God. Uh, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's really, uh, you know, it, uh, this is where we are. And people respond to uh, the visually, uh, visual of, of what she is saying. And what she is saying has merit. And but nobody's time, hearing it. Yeah. And, and, and let's face it, did you see it on any of the, of the major medias? Did you, I watched pretty much all of them after this, just hoping to see what they would report about it. But instead they reported about him and Rand Paul getting into it and him telling Rand Paul, or is it Ron Paul? I don't remember which one it is. Rand Paul. Um, yeah. Okay. I thought so, but. You know, it's late. I've been drinking. Okay, so, you know, him telling him, oh, I go to your website, and right there it says donate $10 to fire Fauci. So you're making money <coughs> off of saying you want to fire me. So you're in the wrong, Mr. Paul. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, they've had uh, four different uh, confrontations actually on the Hill in congressional hearings where Rand Paul has fucking raked him over the uh, coals and we can we can show some of that uh in in later episodes i think maybe in the next episode i might uh put together a clip over the next uh over the last 18 months of like two or three minute segments where he's just torched fauci yeah fucked him up fucked him up fucked him up fucked him up and uh fauci just continues to say you just twist everything, and what you're saying is not facts. He, he does everything he can to not, not actually ever say speak anything on the subject. You know uh, what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he tries to diffuse everything. And, um, you know, I think these two reporters on, on the Hill, uh, they did the best they can with where they are. And,. Uh, you know, I think that uh, she's incredibly cute, and he's incredibly Republican, and so uh, <laughs> they make a good neither, combo. <laughs> neither one of them can speak without a teleprompter, and this is very evident throughout this entire thing. They're like reading point blank what's in front of them without opinion, and <clears throat> or without. Um, they're not worried. <coughs> They're very worried about recourse. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but at least they're reporting on it. That's what's yeah. more important about all this because nobody else really wanted to talk about it until the hearings are over and everything comes out. You probably won't hear anything about this, but depending on how the hearings go, are you okay? I do believe that this will be under the under the cover of the night reported on up until the hearings are over. The unfortunate thing with all this is these people are actually presented as frontline news people and 
Do you want me to take over? No. No. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is these people are presented as frontline news people, and they are not able to read without copy in front of them. They can't report the news without a copy or teleprompter in front of them. And I'm looking at a still picture of these two. And sorry. I'm also looking at a Google report of people with the exact same glasses as he and her, the cute chick, and him, the very demonstrative Republican. (laughs) There are Google advertisements for her black rim glasses and his clear rim glasses as being teleprompter readers. And even with that in front of them, they cannot report freely without actually reading from news excerpts. I I think that, unfortunately, they aren't able to. I mean... These talking heads that people get their news from... uh, I'm looking it up right now, too, and I do see them. Interesting. Yes. And and it's... uh, I've said this a couple times on on the show that you're not going to get your news from somebody who can read, who can clearly have a stream of consciousness without a teleprompter or a script in front of them like somebody like fucking me or Alex Jones or Owen Schroyer having this kind of descriptive news and this dissertation going on over the air without having it read or spoon-fed to them. That is the fucking problem with what's going on with how people digest their news. Whenever you watch your local news at night at 9.30, whenever you watch your local weather at 10 o'clock, you get people who are reading from a script. Whenever you listen to our podcast, you do not get anything that's been rehearsed or pre-written. We do everything from the cuff, and we do everything from the heart. And we research everything, Serenity and I, or whoever my co-host might be, which mostly is going to be Serenity, because she's the one who actually talks to me. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever you're listening to us, this is stuff that we have talked about but not rehearsed. We take directly from what we've actually read, listened to, and, and digested over the past week before we go into our next newscast. And it's just really unfortunate whenever you look at these people from the Hill, from CNN, from Fox News, except for Tucker Carlson, he does an excellent job. He always does an incredibly well pre-produced job. So does Alex uh, over at uh, InfoWars. Uh, but whenever you're looking at the majority of the news that you get, you do not see people 
who are not being spoon fed what they need to tell you based on the narrative of that company, based on the advertisements that they get. Yeah. We don't get advertisements. We don't get funding from all this shit. I've got a couple of new affiliates that I'm going to put in on this advocate on, on this uh, 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 podcast. They're going to be inserted in here. And if you support them, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. Don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to me. I don't get paid one way or the other. If I ever get to the point where I get paid or, or Serenity gets paid from any of these motherfuckers, then we'll let you know. But until then, we're just telling you exactly the way it is and telling you how it is. And that's the end of the show. And we got one more Chris Rudder telling you like it is from the What's Your F and Binge podcast network. Serenity, say bye. See you next week.
I think that was a good show. I think so too. And I think it also plays on a lot of things that we're going to talk about later on too. Yeah. I think it uh, lays the kind of ground tracks for that with uh, video and everything and the overlay. Yeah. I'm uh, really playing around with Riverside F- FM. They sent me a. Uh, the content creators version of it. Okay. It's a uh, sample. It, it's not uh, what's released to the public. So that's kind of cool. I'm seeing how that goes. And if not, then uh, I'll try a couple other things. But um, whether it's the next episode or the episode after that, we'll be able to do some video overlay. I think that uh, we'll be able to produce this with some uh, actual video content. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I, I think that as we get into the Russian thing and NATO and this Davos group stuff, I mean, there's, there's plenty that we have visual aids to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what you sent me, I was able to actually kind of go through and uh, the problem is the charts move. <laughs> well, see. So without a live video feed to be able to like point like um, um, uh, to where it's where one links the, to the other. Yeah. 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 One thing moves to the other. Like it's the if, mapping. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a little bit of a mapping situation with that. And so being able to ha- uh, find whatever the right video overlay content is to be able to contain our uh, audio also to make it all work together. Uh, and I don't know if it's uh, like a green screen situation where like maybe I do it that in a generic way and then we move through it. I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but um, we'll figure it out in the next episode or two. So I think, uh, by going into the end of February, we'll be showing video, even if it's not video of us, it'll it'd be a video overlay of what we're talking about. Yeah, that, I mean, 
I guess I could go out and buy makeup and brush my hair every day, but <laughs> I, I don't have to. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think I think the music content is actually kind of cool. Um, that if uh, it, you know we break from the video overlay of what we're showing on the map and the content and all that stuff, and then we break to the video of what Spotify allows me to show. Uh, I think that's cool too with the with the music. So can you do like the sounds of silence by Disturbed or something? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I could do that. Well, no, I'm just like saying like, yeah, that would be an awesome one to bring in depending on the topic. You know, it it could be talking about our amendments. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but you could do major bands like that too. Yeah, no, I could do that with Spotify because the deal, uh, what the deal with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could do that with the, uh, I could definitely do it with the music. Um, and maybe overlay some sort of compilation of video over it. I think I can do that. Um, I may be able to actually show the video. I just have to find out for sure what Spotify will allow me to do because even if you could just play the song, the song, I can do whatever audio I want. Yeah. Cause the spot, the song speaks to in like 1960s when the third industrial revolution was happening and the protests were happening back then. So it, yeah, I think if, if we do a fourth, uh, uh, revolution, show or leading into that that that's going to be like what we're going to be covering a whole lot of then uh, i think i can actually bring that in with a video overlay of whatever i can post together yeah um if not i can do like a slideshow composition of a whole bunch of shit going on while the song's going on i think i can do that no problem okay that that should be a song on our list and I think that we need to talk about the Davos group. I just sent you that in that event that started like Monday or Tuesday. It started, I think it started on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Of course. Yeah. And then it didn't really get reported that it started. So I sent you the link to that event that has the videos of what everyone's saying, which is talking about the great reset and all that crap. So check that out too, because that, ties into the fourth industrial revolution so much you know yeah no yeah i'll I'll, uh try to figure out how i can do that Um, well i sent you the link for you to just watch i mean it's it's different videos and then it gives you a little blurb about which person it is and what they're talking about what country they're from maybe if i can insert that as a video with the song playing in the background well, no, I want. I just want you to check it out so we can talk about it on the Fourth Industrial Revolution because they just had the meeting. It doesn't have to be a video. Okay. I just I want you to just scroll through it and read through it because I'm sure that there's things in there that you're going to be like, yes, we need to talk about it because there's an ad on there for what they want to do is to have it where the world owns nothing and we're happy. Right. And... So that commercial maybe would be kind of something that you'd want to play, but nothing else on there is something to really well, I watch. Think actually, the the um, so I have a video of Klaus Schwab actually, 
speaking about uh, at a Davos meeting where he says, um, you'll, you'll, you'll own nothing and you will be happy. happy. Yes, exactly. That one. I could do an overlay of that with some music and then come in. I think I can, I can do that pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, then we'll be in contact and keep a lookout on that Ukraine Russian crap too. Cause yeah, I've got, I, man, I wish I, I could have put that, put that, uh, if we had video, I wish I could have done what I was wanting to do a couple of weeks ago because there's a very major part of Karakistan that where right at the where it meets from Russia to China, the border there, the railroad is coming in from Russia to China and then the pipeline from China to Russia all intersects in one city which is at the middle of what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been doing my research on it too. It's fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, there's real, real cool shit with that. So, okay. And, uh, all right, man. All right. Have a good night. Tell you Shannon too. I said hi. All right. I will. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.